0: Hey, you guys. I am so excited to have our special guest with us, Mr. Josiah Council. And if you guys have not heard of Josiah before, he is an emerging recording artist, musician, model based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Drawing from his soulful gospel roots, he shares a new genre-bending wave spanning vastly across R&B, pop, hip-hop, and soul. And I'm a huge fan of his and reached out to Josiah and he said he wanted to be on Black Canvas and we're so glad to have you here on the show. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm uh, I'm excited to, to get into some stuff uh, and, and just chop it up with you. Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely, and I, I love that have, to talk to people who are new, up and coming, who I think have a lot of great talent and I love your song. So we're going to kind of go straight into some of these questions and I base some of the questions you guys Um, on some of the titles of his songs and I thought it'd be fun to kind of come up with some questions and then also we get to know more about him just outside of this music as well so if you're ready Josiah ready to kind of go straight into it
1: yeah let's get it man
0: all right so the first question we have is my place where is your safe haven that you go to when you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and tell us what goes into the recording process of music for you
1: Hmm yeah um so <laughs> that's that's funny my place <laughs> um it's funny because because the song my place was actually uh you know like the the concept of the music video was based off of like a physical location like somewhere you a special place you go you know um so it's funny you asked that question but um I really don't have a place i I go to like a physical place at least that I go to if I'm feeling stressed and overwhelmed you know i uh I'm in between a lot of stuff, um, you know, whether it's like managing, you know, my 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 band, my own brand, uh, you know, uh, producing, you know, and and writing and mixing, mastering all of this, um, you know, stuff uh, that just relates to music. I'm involved in a lot of other stuff as well. Um, So it's just like I I say that to say I'm most of the time I'm stressed out, you know, and um, most of the time I'm overwhelmed I guess you could say uh but it's just like you know it's not something uh that that I consider you know too negative it's just like you know kind of what comes with trying to do a lot you know I just accept that and kind of just muscle through it you know I I um I'd rather have a lot on my plate and and you know uh high stress situations kind of come with that so I kind of just you know roll with the punches um when it comes to being stressed overwhelmed and everything uh you know, I think I have a I have a home studio in in my bedroom of my actual house. So uh, a lot of times, you know, I'm you know I'll just light a candle in there while I'm like making some music and just set a set a vibe. But it's uh, that that I like, you know, seek refuge in, you know, for for lack of a better word. Um, but what as far as my recording process, you asked.
0: Yeah, in the recording process, can you tell us what kind of goes into the recording process for you when you're either um, working on coming up with a melody for a song or just, you know, if there's other producers you use? Can you kind of tell us what goes into yeah. your process?
1: Yeah, um, so I I record all of my own vocals. Um, everything everything you hear out has, has been engineered by me. And, and I do that because uh, I'm not the easiest to work with when it comes to recording. I'm just really meticulous. Um, and is somewhat of a perfectionist when it comes to recording. So my process usually involves um, before I even have lyrics, I, I like put the melody first, right? So sometimes, a lot of times, it just starts off as gibberish with a with a melody, um, and I write lyrics to fit the the melody I uh, came up with. Uh, it, yeah, I mean it just it's, it's gibberish at first and then it kind of just turns into words. It's almost like whatever the gibberish sounds like, you know, that's what it'll become. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of harder to create like that sometimes just because, you know, I'm limiting myself with the kinds of words I can use if I already start a melody, like I have a certain number of syllables and everything that I have to use within that melody I developed. Um so it's a little bit restricting sometimes, but I think the melody is just as important as strong lyrics um to to create a song. Like I can I put the melody first because I want to create a vibe, something people enjoy, you know, um and that's kind of the first thing people notice. Sometimes people don't even notice the lyrics, but then you have those listeners that really appreciate the lyrics. And so I'm like, if I'm gonna have a a great melody, um I might as well put great lyrics to it. You know, I don't I don't just want to like, you know, say anything empty. I I just want to I want to have some substance to to my music. Um, So the recording process, though, is really just me um, doing like I-, I can easily do like 20 to 30 takes for a hook. Uh, and and I would just take the best part of each take and put it into one pretty much. I mean, and I say 20 to 30, but I'm sure I've done like 50 takes for a hook before. I mean, I, I record for eight hours straight, just like doing. A, a hook or just doing like ad-libs or something i i do a ton of takes and and just uh pick the best parts of everything uh whatever section of the song that is so that's why i really record my myself and don't uh rely on another engineer to do so because it's just way easier for process i know what i like i don't have to you know have a middleman and communicate anything to anyone else you know it's just better to have as much creative control as possible yeah
0: And I think there's nothing wrong with that. I love that you are able to have a home studio and you do know you have a great listening ear for the type of music and the genre of music you want to actually convey to the listeners. And I think that just also Mm -hmm. shows about being a consummate professional because sometimes you do have to do things over and over again. The one thing I love about this show is this is, I'm glad it's not like bad access television. I remember growing up like watching different things and listening to different shows like man, it's really bad. But I love that it's a live show where people do talk and they can kind of, if they do have a slip up, it's okay. I mean, we can keep moving with it, but we still try to to talk in a way where it's more conversational because yeah. um, I know sometimes I've heard some podcasts and I'm like, man, I can tell this is yeah. really rehearsed and you kind of, you, you lose that spontaneity in the moment <laughs> and then you also can sometimes put a lot of pressure on yourself. And so I love with the interview process that when I talk to you guys, we never know what may or may not happen, but it helps us to know that we're all perfectly imperfect and we can make certain challenges or, or certain mistakes and we can still learn from it. Right. So I think I love that about that. And your music, like I said, oh, yeah, I had man. no idea you were recording those many times and those many takes, but that's why it sounds really good because you really take oh, yeah. time and energy into making sure you yeah. release something that's amazing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just I, I don't want to sell myself short when it when it comes to doing music. And I'm like, anything I put out, anything I touch, I want it to be the absolute best I could have possibly done. And uh, a lot of times, there's no way to to feel like that unless I've done, you know, tried and tried and tried and tried again and again. You know, uh, if if I do one perfect take, even the first time, I'm like, maybe this could be even better. You know, until I feel like I gave it my all. You know, I don't want to put it out so. Yeah, that's just kind of the thought process behind doing so much behind um, every song.
0: And I think you kinda of answered part of my next question, which was your song still practice. And it said, How often do you practice singing or rehearsing a song before performing it live? Um, and do you ever have performance anxiety?
1: Um, yeah, so so with the recording process, I'm I'm really like meticulous with it. But with the with the live uh the live performance process, I, I really don't like you were talking about, uh, you know, things being rehearsed and seeming rehearsed. You know, I, uh, I perform my music enough to where it's kind of second nature for the lyrics most of the time. At the same time, a lot of my stuff is pretty wordy. So, uh, you know, there have been times where I forget, you know, some stuff on stage, but I still vibe about, you know, the whole thing is that, you know, music is just feeling, you know, so, so to be overly rehearsed you know you're not really relying on on feeling you know necessarily obviously you have to have some structure especially when you're dealing with um a ton of different band members and things like that but I really don't like to rehearse you know too often before I get on stage I'm just doing like vocal warm-ups pretty much because my voice actually doesn't have that much endurance and I lose it very quickly like even if I'm at a party you know I'll, I'll lose my voice by the end of the night just talking over the music you know so having to do I've, I've done like two hour sets before where I'm just singing all of like like 18 songs and uh and <laughs> and I just like kind of lose my voice so so most of my time you know spent prepping for a live show is just doing vocal warm-ups so um, you know I don't lose my voice too early into the set or anything like that um, or, I'm, or I'm just ready to go right out the gate Um, but but I don't really like go over lyrics too much and rehearse like the way I'm going to deliver songs. And, you know, I just I just get up there and like feel the vibe that the band is giving me and feed off of the energy the crowd is giving me. I interact with the crowd a lot, you know, so a lot of stuff is impromptu. I like to just have fun on stage, you know, so um, I don't like to be too rehearsed, man. You know, music, music is is feeling so uh, I just I just like to feel it out and go from there, you know.
0: (laughs) I love that answer, and it kind of goes into like, did you have opportunity to watch the Grammys um, this weekend?
1: You know, I didn't. I did not watch the Grammys. I heard, you know, of some of the people that performed. Uh, I heard Silk Sonic had a had a dope performance, but I'm gonna go back and watch some of those. But uh, no, I didn't get a chance to watch it though.
0: Yeah, I love Silk Sonic. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna leave the door open. It's like such an amazing song, and it did <laughs> right. <laughs> And I was actually just thinking of that song. I saw a video on um, Instagram and it had like a teacher that was like upset with a student. He was like dancing and like leading them out the door like I'm gonna leave the door open for you. It was one of the funniest things I've seen in a while. But just talking about the Grammys, I love that show so much is because you have so many iconic performances and you see people who you would never imagine to do a duet together or or just the way that they're able to perform live and I just love that about just live performance and I just always wonder I'm like I wonder how nervous they are and how do they feel after and um I think Lady Gaga had performed this year because i would seen a video someone had posted of her like walking backstage and she was like in full tears just crying for after the show and it was just like one of those things like after someone who has as much power and control and has done so many things in her career that she still has that emotional reaction. I mean, it's, it's
1: amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Honestly, um, performing is, is probably the best feeling ever to be honest. It's like, you know, it's almost addictive. Um, you know, especially if you haven't done it in a long time you go back to it and you're just like, man, like, it's just a beautiful, it's just a beautiful thing, man, to, to interact with people and to know, you know, your, how much emotion you're evoking in other people. You know, um, it's just a beautiful thing to see, you know, to for for other people's happiness to, you know, kind of you're you're responsible for that. You know how they're feeling in that moment and how much fun they just had. And and uh, it's just it's just a cool interaction, you know, between, you know, a listener and the creator. Um, But I don't I don't really have performance anxiety, I would say. I I mean, um, I've been performing for a pretty long time. Uh, Since I was a kid kind of and And it's just I feel comfortable, honestly, like, you know, maybe maybe like right before I go up, I get a tiny bit nervous, but it's just like, I I don't I'm never like anxious. I, I can't wait to get on stage most of the time. And when I'm up there, it's just like I'm home like that's literally that's the place where I'm the most comfortable, to be honest. You know um so so i just i just have fun i'm really there <laughs> to have fun you know for myself you know everybody everybody else you know uh you know is gonna have fun if i'm having fun so that's kind of just how i approach the whole live performance thing
0: i love that answer well hopefully by the end of this you'll say hey i've just had just as much fun on the podcast as i have when i'm standing on stage <laughs> right right <laughs> So I have another question for you. If you had 10 times the budget that you have now, what would you spend your money on specifically? And then is there a specific venue that you're dying to perform at and why? Mm.
1: Uh, If I had 10 times the budget I do now, uh, I would probably still be doing the same thing, uh, which is which is putting it back all into into music. Um, mostly, mostly marketing, you know, because uh, I feel strongly about my music and, and I know, uh, you know, there's, there's a good amount of people that really appreciate it. And, and I just want to continue to find more of those people, uh, and expose more of those people to my music. So marketing is the, is the one way for me to do that. Um, I I would, yeah, I mean, whether it's running ads on Instagram or, or, uh, you know, partnering with a marketing agency to, to create an entire like marketing plan for for my music and for my brand um oh uh, yeah 100 percent. i mean that's 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 where the difference is made you know reinvesting into yourself as a musician you know i mean you can have great music but uh it doesn't it doesn't really matter if nobody hears it right so uh that would be the main goal as well as like setting myself up to make you know more passive income so i can one, have more money to put back into music and I want my money to make money, make those like smart business decisions. But, um, you know, also I don't have to give my time and energy, you know, uh, to make that money. I can that's more time and energy I have to put towards music. So yeah, passive income and marketing is definitely the way I would go.
0: (laughs) I love that. I mean, I feel like, especially as people of color, that that's something that we need to see more of It's people who are, willing to invest in themselves but also reading your contracts if you are in a contract with someone else and making sure you reevaluate or you you know if you're getting front or back in on certain deals because a lot of times people look at just the quick money and i kind of go back to like um the nfl and the nba and i've seen so many athletes who just like sign almost their life away to their agents and really not reading um the contract the way they should have And when you kind of look at it now and you're like, wow, just imagine where they could have been or the type of money they could have received um, just based on their talent and their ability. And so I think that's great that you have confidence in yourself and you do have a great product, which is, you know, the branding of yourself, which I think plays a huge role. And people are going to say, hey, I like Josiah, but I I like what he represents. And I think that is what people want to invest in. And I think that's that's really great that you're able to kind of say, hey, I want to put it in myself because I feel like this is where everything's going to kind of go from here and people are going to be able to connect with me.
1: Yeah, yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, I think I think there's a, a really simple equation to um, success when it comes to, to music. Uh, and, and a big part of that is just investing, investing into yourself, uh, whether that's your time, your energy. Um, and definitely your money, it takes, it takes much more money than people think, you know, to make a difference, uh, and and get that type of exposure. People are looking for, you know,
0: I a hundred percent agree with that. Now, can you tell us what has been one of your biggest challenges that you've faced thus far in the music industry, or have you had any challenges that really have been difficult for you?
1: Um, biggest challenges I've faced, uh, Probably, probably, um, kind of, kind of getting the workflow down, uh, because I am involved in so many different things, even when it comes to music. I mean, when you're an independent artist, you know, serious about, uh, their, their music and really making music, their life and their livelihood, you know, um, it takes a lot because you're essentially doing what a label would be doing for you, but you're independent. You have yourself. Now I'm in a, in a great situation where um, I have my brother, you know, as well, who's also a artist. His name's Jesse council. He's a part of sound council, the the business we've LLC to legitimize our music. Um, Me and my brother are kind of in it together and and we work a lot to, to uh, help each other when it, when it comes to doing label work uh, from marketing to, the creative side of things, um, and cover art and even, even setting ourselves up for passive income. He's, he's in it all with me. So, um, the biggest challenge is, is kind of trying to do it all (laughs) and figuring out how to manage that because, you know, we're not machines, we're humans at the end of the day. So, uh, you know, we have our limits and we can only take so much on, uh, even if you're used to stress and used to being overwhelmed, like, I've definitely had my moments where I've just crashed, and uh, and it's kind of like, you know, reminding reminding yourself that you have to take care of yourself in the process, uh, and you need that downtime. You need to kind of relax sometimes and kick your feet up to recharge, um, and and just to feel human too. Because it's like I love music, and I never want to work within music not loving it, but to push myself to like a breaking point and be so stressed out that you know uh, like you that can develop into like I, I don't want that type of energy to be associated with music all the time you know music is like a, a happy you know positive thing for me uh, and I want to keep it that way so so I just have to manage you know uh, continue and it's a, it's a continuous challenge you know it's something like that I'm still getting the hang of because I there's always something more to do there's always more that can be done uh, you know so I and I want to do it all and, um, well, I really want it all to be done, you know, but who else is going to do it? That's that's really uh, what it comes down to. So, um, yeah, just figuring out that workflow and, and managing the thousands of things that go into being an independent artist. I mean, that's that's the challenge, you know.
0: But I love that you have your brother there to kind of support you through this journey because you don't feel like he's gonna take advantage of the scenario and he's gonna actually have your back. And so that's why I said sometimes you have to know who you have in your corner, but also like the roles that they play um in supporting you in this journey is 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 vital. I mean, you have to have people you definitely know are gonna invest in, like you said, in your culture, in in your vibe and everything that you're trying to put out there and so I love that your brother, that you said Jesse, correct?
1: Jesse Council, so I love yeah. that
0: Jesse's out there supporting you, and then you're here to be, give that same reciprocal love and support to him as well. So that just shows that we're in it together, but when we do make money and we succeed and we can know how hard it took in those hard nights and long nights, we, we actually work to get there.
1: Yeah. Thousand percent. Absolutely.
0: Man. All right, I got another question for you What's your best compliment that you've ever received? And who has been one of your biggest and most influential mentors in your music career
1: um I would say um uh, as far as the compliments are concerned <laughs> um, the the best compliments I receive are are the ones that kind of let me know you know I'm inspiring others to to you know uh whether it's like think outside the box or or think, you know, for themselves. And like I I dropped out of college to to do what I do now. And um, you know, it take it takes a lot because there's a lot of external pressures, whether it be society, parents, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but I would I had to like do that aggressively kind of uh or more so like overtly. And um I, I would just like post about it and, and everything just to you know, 'Cause I don't I don't like to be ashamed of anything I do. And and uh it while it was the best decision for me, I um I know how some people perceive it. So I had to kind of just say with my chest, like, yeah, this is what I did and this is what I'm doing. Um and that kind of caused people when I when I first did it to reach out and um you know tell me that that like, hey, like, you know, I I my parents want me to be a nurse, but I'm passionate about this or and I'm passionate about that. You know, like uh, you know, I want to pursue that thing, and like you, you've made me, you know, feel like I can, and and stuff like that, to where I'm, I'm affecting other people in a positive way, just by you know, kind of following my passion, my heart. Um, that's kind of like the best compliment that that reminds me that I'm I'm doing the right thing. Um, and and also like, as far as the music is concerned, I think uh, like having people like there, there's there been people that are like cried listening to my music or told me like you know it kind of helped them through a tough time and things like that um that that's probably a, the largest compliment music related uh because that's that's what music is about like I said like feeling um and, and and music has so much more power than we really like think of uh in a, in a conscious way at least like it uh you know, it's kind of therapeutic in in a lot of ways, you know? So to get compliments like that mean everything to me, you know? Um, But uh, what what was the Uh, next question you said? uh, The
0: other part was um, who has been one of your biggest and most influential mentors in your music career?
1: I would definitely have to say uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's a, um, he's, (laughs) he would probably hate if someone called him an inspirational Kind of um, or a motivational speaker or something i mean he's he's just an entrepreneur and um he's just a very outspoken and passionate entrepreneur and and he mostly speaks about you know kind of just uh the things i I kind of preach about now myself is just you know thinking independently uh and 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 questioning like uh normalcy you know and and he's just outspoken a about a lot of that stuff. And, and he was probably like 70% of the reason, probably 60, I'll give him 60, <laughs> 60% of the reason why I dropped out of college. Um, he just like, I, I, I really wanted to drop out of college, but I kind of came across him and he was just saying everything that I really needed to hear and at that time in my life. um, and And dropping out of college, you know, freed me up to devote my time, energy and money you know into into music because i was putting myself through college i was working a ton of jobs and i'm like you know this is what i'm passionate about uh you know i'm not i'm not i don't want to do anything with a marketing degree i don't want to work you know uh in an office and do you know what people think they're supposed to do necessarily so i uh i'm gonna drop out of college and and put everything into music he really motivated me to to make that decision my mom was kind of already there but i needed that push so um you know, I think it might have happened a little later, you know, if I if I didn't, if I wasn't as inspired in that moment, but uh, he definitely, he definitely pushed me to to do that as soon as I could, um, you know, because that's all the, the only luxury is time, you know, and that's the only thing we don't get back, you know, even if down the road, which will probably never happen. I wanted to go back to college. <laughs> I could if I wanted to, but I don't get the, this time back that I'm putting into music right now. So. Um, Yeah, I got to give it up to Gary V.
0: All right. Well, shout out to Gary. I think that's amazing that he was able to inspire you. And it kind of leads to another question. So this might actually be sage advice that you just mentioned here. But um, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, I want you to choose a specific age. What would you say Um, to young Josiah?
1: Specific age. Uh, i probably have to go with... um, Let's see. That's uh 16, I probably have to go like 14, 14, 13. Um that's when I was a freshman in high school, I think around that age. Um and the, the advice I would give myself is to is to uh, pursue music then <laughs> as opposed to you know a couple years into college. Um I uh I, I kind of I grew up in a church, right? So I uh, come from a super religious family and and it was not uh it was not um it was pretty much frowned upon to to do secular music. And uh I I, I didn't really have the courage at the time to to break away from the church, especially still being under my parents' roof. Uh, and do secular music, right? Because uh, I would be, be considered kind of a rebel in the sense and, and all of this stuff. Um, but I would definitely go back to my younger self and be like, yo, like, you know, this is your life. Um, you have to live it for yourself first. You know, you can't live your life to please everyone else. You have to be yourself. I mean, some people might not like that, including your family. Um, some people might not support that, but uh, you'll be happier when it's all said and done, you know, if you do that. So um, I would definitely tell myself, you know, to do that first. And I think that would lead to, to me kind of starting music earlier. Uh, and I would, I would have much more of a base now <laughs> um, and, be, and be further ahead, I think, because, you know, high school, you're surrounded by a ton of people all of the time. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just great for harboring like a fan base, to be honest, early on. Uh, but, you know, I'm I'm out here now and, you know, we can't we can't get that time back. So I got to do everything I can now to, um, you know, move toward my goals. You know, I definitely know what
0: you're saying. I mean, I I look at myself in the same vein as what you just mentioned. Um, my life kind of shifted at age 17 and I was going into school thinking I was going in one direction and a lot of tragedy and things I experienced in, in a good four to five year period. And I ended up getting my degrees later in in business and accounting and then had a uh, business administration bachelor's and then ended up getting my master's in mental health counseling and switch careers to become an LPC, which is I always wanted to help and to, to counsel, but I never felt as confident about it years ago. And so now that I'm doing something I really, truly love and doing the podcast and releasing books and doing stuff that really helps feed my soul. I know I'm in the right field at the right time at the right place. But yeah, there's sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I'd done this like 15 years ago or can't come up with a different idea and I would be maybe happier. But then I realized that, you know, all those challenges I went through, um, the things I learned in school um, really has helped me to become who I am as a business person and being able to market myself in a different light. But I do know that. You know everyone has a purpose and we have challenges we're all gonna face, but it's how you rise above it and it's about being brave enough to say that I really didn't understand and I just made the most of what I knew and as you mentioned, family plays a huge role um you know there's things that our family wants for us or there's different conflicts that we have within ourselves or what we should do or um where we see ourselves but I've learned not to compare myself to anyone else. I feel like my show, what I do, is a lot different than a lot of other shows. Um, And my counseling is completely different than some other counselors. But I know that I'm making a difference. And I feel like if we continue on that path, and I know what your music, like I said, I've listened to it and I really am a fan. I think you keep doing what you're doing and being firm and keeping family first and supporting your own career in the way that you have. I think you're off to an amazing start.
1: I appreciate that. I appreciate that a ton, man. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's most it's most important that we just do what we're passionate about and do what makes us happy. Sometimes it takes a while to figure out, you know, but um, it's worth putting in the effort to figure out, you know, the ends definitely, you know, justify the means when it comes to to trying to get to a happy place, you know. So, yeah, man. Thank you.
0: Oh, absolutely! So, I have one last question for you. Can you tell our listeners what's next for you, and how can they find you online?
1: Yeah. So, um, man, I uh, <laughs> I I'm doing a lot of uh live shows in in Pittsburgh. Um, I want to do some traveling, you know, before the end of the year is up, uh, and and take the live performances out of state. Um, uh, but that's kind of tentative but you can definitely count on um music being released every month uh that's that's kind of just what I'm focused on right now is uh dropping a single every month um and this what this past month I was supposed to drop uh my single stay around before um what was it March we just got out of March before March ended um but I, I needed to put some more time into it so so that's the next single that's that's coming up should be out by the end of the week um but i'm doing two singles this month uh a single next month so i'm i'm going to just keep up this uh energy to the end of the year um focus on that uh and and do a ton more uh perf- well not a ton more i'm trying to relax on performances a little bit now but i'll be doing some performances in the city uh, but definitely Cranking out a ton of content. Um, and yeah, you can find everything on josiahcouncil.com. That's J O Z I A H, Council. Uh, don't forget the Z. <laughs> um, but everything's on josiahcouncil.com. All of my Spotify, Apple music links, YouTube, my video links, um, even, even um, stuff I've collaborated on with other uh, artists. You can find it all on Josiah Council merch. You can find there too um 15 percent of my merch goes to uh charity so um yeah yeah doing a lot man just want to um just want to keep you know being me and staying true to myself uh while while making music um and and hopefully attract uh the people who who are kind of on the same wavelength wavelength is me um and and yeah that's really the mission man just just uh stay consistent and and don't let up because that's that's the equation right you know um yeah it's just it's just putting more time into everything so yeah stay tuned
0: well i'm definitely gonna stay tuned i'm definitely waiting for the new music to come out and hopefully at some point if you're open to it we would love to hear you sing some of your songs on space between which is my second podcast where we do a lot of live performing So. If you're open to it and wanting to sing and share your music, we would love to hear you. Sure.
1: Word. Yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I, w- I would love to c- come back here even, um, you know, kind of down the road and see, see how things end up uh, for for the rest of the year. Um, you know, just t- touching base, you know, again. Um, so so yeah, I- I'm sure this isn't the last time we'll link up, man. Um, I appreciate you so much for having me. And, um, you know, best of luck on the podcast. Uh, yeah, definitely hope we get to link up again.
0: Oh, well, I appreciate that. I'm going to leave you on a joke. I'm going to leave the door open.
1: <laughs> uh, hey, okay. I got you, man.
0: <laughs> well, I know that was a pun that didn't land, but I just wanted to just, I had to, I had to slip that one in. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really am proud of you and your career. And like I said, we all are going to be rooting for you. My listeners are huge supporters of new artists that or that they're learning about. And I just can't wait for people to check you out and definitely support you um, your merch, your career, you know, we're going to definitely be here supporting. I'm 100% going to be here to support the best I can. And if there's any way you need me to share, promote it, I'm open to doing so. So I'm just glad that you were here.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Glad to be here.
0: Absolutely. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Um, thank you, Josiah, again, and I hope you have a great rest of your evening and we'll talk soon.
1: All right. Take it easy, man.
0: Okay, you too.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you.